0: welcome back to just scrap radio on bjpenn.com i'm your host cole sheldon episode 67 we got a good line ahead of ufc vegas 48 first up we're joined by the legend jim miller to preview his fight against nicholas mata they're obviously supposed to fight uh last september Ma- or miller ended up testing positive for COVID, that's the first ever fight in his career he's had to pull out of, So we kind of talked about that his last win and just rebooking this fight and whether he likes these fights against these newcomers is obviously as UFC debut or where he'd rather fight those veteran guys, but we also talk about his kind of legendary career and when he kind of thinks he's going to retire, but he still thinks he has a got his long way to go, but he's really excited for this fight. He thinks this is a good match for him and he could go out there and get another big win. We're then going to be joined by Kyle Dawkins to preview his fight against Jamie Pickett. He was obviously supposed to fight Julian Marquez. Me and Kyle did an interview previewing the Marquez fight. And then like a week later, it came out that Pickett was in, so I just texted Kyle. He was good enough to redo it, talk this pick a fight. The big interesting thing is this is actually at 195 pounds. It's a catchweight bout. Jamie Pickett uh, wanted it done because he said he couldn't make 185, but Kyle just really wanted to fight. We so took it. He said he pushed for 185 or 190, but 195 is where Pickett said that's the lowest he could probably get to. We're then going to be joined by Parker Porter to preview his fight against Alan Baddell. Parker Porter obviously 36 years old the ufc debut not many people knew who he was he got knocked out by chris Dawkins in a era uh, in the first round people didn't really think too highly of him they called him like that uh journeyman guy like he's a guy that lost to gabriel gonzaga on the regional scene his first pro loss is a 36 sec, 36 second knockout to john jones at light heavyweight but since then he rallied off two wins over josh parisian to chase sherman has looked impressive and he believes he has all the tools to not only beat, but oh, but get his first UFC finish, which he thinks would really uh, pile, up, it would really help him up and move him up the heavyweight ranks. He also kind of talked about running it back with Chris Dogs in the future on a full camp, just to show that version of Parker is not the version that we see every day in the in the octagon. We're then going to be joined by Jonathan Pierce, similar to Kyle Dawkins. I interviewed Jonathan Pierce when he was supposed to fight Austin Lingo. Lingo's out. Incepts Christian Rodriguez. He's a highly touted prospect out of Rufus Sport, fought on the contender series last year, didn't get a contract, picked up a win in January. But what's really interesting is the guy he beat on contender series is Jonathan Pierce's teammate, a guy he trains with. So they know him really well, but he just thinks he's going to be way too much for Rodriguez. He's going to overwhelm him and get that first round stoppage. And then we close things out talking to Chad and Heliger, my fellow Canadian, pretty his UFC debut against Jesse Strader. Chad's had a long road to the UFC. He started his career two and five. He made some serious changes. Now he hasn't lost since picked up a big win over um, muan gaffer off on the contenders to get the contract he's knocked out pretty high stand on the regional scene was obviously was the tough runner up so really high level contention for chad and he thinks this is a fight similar to what Pierce said he thinks he's just going to be way too experienced way too much first straight and he'll eventually find that stoppage but really good episode be sure to share the show subscribe and thank you all for listening and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of just scrap radio all right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Jim Miller, who's back in action here pretty soon. Jim, how's it going, man?
1: It's going good. It's going
0: good. Um, obviously you were supposed to fight uh, Nick Molda, uh late last year. I guess not really late, but uh, September, and then you end up having to pull out because you get COVID. Like when that happened, did you think it would just get rebooked, and like that Gonzalez fight kind of came out of nowhere?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I, th- I thought it was getting rebooked. Um, you know, I I took. Uh about a week and a half to two weeks. Um, you know, like I, I got over COVID, it, you know, it took me a couple of days. Um, and then like got back into the gym and, and was like, okay, I can, I can blow this, <laughs> blow the shit out of my lungs in a few days. So, um, I, I told Sean that I'd, I'd be ready, you know, uh, mid October. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that the motor fight was getting, uh, you know, rebooked. That's what I was told. And then, uh, you know, it just kind of, I guess, fell through. The day wasn't good for him. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's good because I I feel like I've already you know done the camp for him. So, um, just you know, falling back into it and ready to go.
0: Uh, just quickly before we go into that fight, like how disappointing was that? Like first time you ever have to pull out of a fight in your career.
2: You know, uh, if. I, I've, I've gone through situations where, you know, like, I mean, like I, I you know, COVID can affect people pretty seriously, but uh, for me, I felt like I've dealt with worse illnesses leading up to fights, uh, you know? So like I, I felt a little bit in my lungs for like a day or two, but uh, there are plenty of times where I've fought having, you know, gotten over walking pneumonia or, or other stuff uh, within the last couple of weeks of a fight. Um, so it, it, uh, it, it sucks. Cause it's like, you know, you, you, I had never pulled out of a fight before that, you know, but it's like, Hey, th- there's something here that, that forced me to have to pull out, you know? So, uh, it, you know, it, it is what it is, even though I, I hate saying that, <laughs> I hate that saying, but, uh, that's the way it goes. Um, so, you know, I was able to, to get back into the, into the Octagon a month later. So it wasn't that big of a deal
0: with this fight getting rebooked like how much easier or not really easy but like how much better does make training camp now that you've now that you've already like studied him so you know exactly what to work on and what kind of stuff you can uh, kind of get out of his game
2: um i mean it honestly it really doesn't matter uh you know like it, it's a little more time for him to develop new skills you know we're professional athletes so you can't plan on fighting the same guy that you watch fight you know six months ago let alone you know three years ago so um it, it it doesn't matter it's just you know it's a it's a fight it's an opponent uh and uh you know as long as somebody's standing across the octagon from me I, i'm i'm happy
0: your last fight like was that a big relief just getting a win like that to get back in the win column like just a one punch knockout
2: um i mean it, yeah it's like it it's it sucks coming off the losses and and you know you you want to you want to end that that uh, that slide, um, but it's 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 just a fight, and and uh, you know like uh, a guy like Gonzalez, he's he's dangerous because I didn't really know much about him. Um, so you know, here's a guy that had a, had a had a fantastic opportunity. If I was had put myself in his his shoes, I'd be like on cloud nine leading up to the fight. You know, here's my opportunity. I get to fight a guy that's that's been around for a long time and fought you know the some of the best guys on the planet. and, uh, and he is 38 uh so like here's his here's his golden opportunity for him so I, I knew going into it that he was he's just gonna come at me and and uh you know and and kind of be a man on fire so um that made it for me a little bit uh you know it's it's a little more difficult because you know I know that he's got nothing to lose um but yeah you know getting the win is is great and and winning in the fashion that I did was uh you know it's cool it's cool to cool to one punch somebody.
0: Uh, with malta like how much or like how do you think you match up against him just because he is young like you never really know how much he is improving on
2: um you know i, I think i match up well um you know the the body of work that i have behind me um uh, you know i've i've fought just about every every style every body type uh there is and and uh you know I, i've seen just about everything so it's it's there, there's not much that he can do inside the octagon that I haven't seen before, um, but yeah, it's a it's a fight, and like I said, he could be working on things that you know uh, he hasn't done in fights, and and there are plenty of things that that I am capable of uh, that uh, I haven't shown. So it's like you you know it's always going to be a crapshoot. You know, there's always there's always that mystery involved because you never know uh, what somebody else has. You know, it, you know in the in the toolbox
0: he hasn't fought in like 15 months, like November, uh, 2020. So like, do you think that's going to like hurt him? or do you think it's going to help him where cause he's young, that's a lot of time in the gym to improve stuff. And at the same time, like you could have ring rust with not fighting for that long.
2: I think most fighters, I think uh, that long a time off hurts. Um, there are the, the exceptions to the w- rule that, uh, you know, some fighters are able to, to do it well and, and to, to keep, you know, keep training and keep healthy and, and keep improving without that goal uh, of a fight uh, in mind. Um, you know, uh, but I, I do feel that uh, most of the time, longer layoffs are, are not the best for a fighter.
0: How do you kind of see this fight playing out? Because he has been finished in most of his losses, and you're a guy like most of your wins, you do find that stoppage eventually.
2: Um, you know, I, I'm I, I see it going just like every one of my other fights, you know, I'm going to come out and I'm going to fight as hard as I can for as long as I can. And, and, uh, you know, I, I know that he throws big hooks and, and, uh, real high kick. And, uh, you know, we're, we're expecting that. And, um, it is one of the weirder fights that I've had or opponents in that he's shorter than me. I haven't fought a lot of guys that are shorter than me. Um, but then it's like, Hey, use, use my length, use my range. Um, you know, I've sparred plenty of guys that are shorter than me, so I know how to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fight. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going in there and looking for the finish from bell to bell, just like I always do. It it, it doesn't matter, you know, who's standing across from me. Um, uh, my goal is to fight to my strengths and, and that is my strength is just going hard and, and making people make mistakes.
0: Are you a bit disappointed just at the apex and you couldn't get on one of the pay-per-views in front of fans?
2: Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it'd be cool to get back in front of the fans. Um, you know, my plan is to get out of this one healthy and, and then, uh, you know, and fight that, uh, that early July card, you know, that'll, that'll definitely be at the big arena. Um, that'll be 40. And, uh, you know, I'd like to have my, my family and kids there and stuff like that. My wife hasn't been to a fight since, you know, uh, beginning of 2020. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a little bit, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just, whatever <laughs> you know whatever uh, i get i get to i get to get my hands taped and and throw the gloves on and, and and bite down on my mouthpiece so it 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 doesn't matter um you know especially like i said where i'm at at 39 i know that i know that 40 is right around the block and, the, and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask to be on a big card for that one
0: a betting underdog in this fight does that surprise you it seems like most of the time you're always the underdog
2: it doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 Vegas, you know, so the, the, the betting lines are not always uh, in line with what people actually believe or anything like that. So uh, I, I do not uh, I do not take it to heart. I don't take it personally. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a gambling man either. So like it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me one way or another.
0: You kind of mentioned there, but, like, how you want to go in July, but, like, a win over Mata that's two in a row, especially if you finish them, like, what do you think that does for you in the division?
2: Um, I don't know. It it, it depends on the way the fight goes. You know, if I can go out and have another uh, impressive finish, then uh, I think it gives me the opportunity to fight somebody that's, uh, you know, at least knocking on the door of being ranked, Um, you know, and and, and get that bigger fight. Um. But there's there's the side of me that is that knows that I can compete with the best guys. You know, it's just about showing up on fight night. And uh, and then there's a side of me that's like, man, I can't wait till there's something else. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like uh, uh, it's not like it's, you know, cruise control at this point or anything like that, where I'm just kind of riding it out. But, um, you know, I I like to fight. I want to fight tough guys. There's nobody in the, in the UFC that's not tough. So, um, you know, uh, any fight is, it satisfies my hunger and and, and my thirst for it. So, um, yeah, like it, like I said, if it's a, if it's a, a great win, an impressive win, we'll see. Uh, maybe we can, you know, uh, take a step up and, and and try to start climbing the ladder again. Yeah. Um, if not and see how the, you know, the last month of training camp goes in the next couple months and, you know, and, and we'll see, uh, you know, if, if it's time to take the hat off and, and hang it up. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to make it to 40 and I know that's going to happen at this point. Um, like today, I am still fighting through the end of the year and and, and looking at UFC 300, but uh, it's, uh, you know, things, things change awful quickly when you become an aging MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. So uh you, who who the hell knows? You know, I could I could slip on the ice walking walking back to the house and and uh you know and that and that be it. So um, you know, I'm just uh I'm just enjoying the opportunity to, to get out there and fight. So I'm I'm not really thinking about it at the moment. I'm just having fun being in training camp and and looking forward to the fight.
0: I'm not sure if you know this exactly, but you're two minutes and fifty-nine seconds away from six hours in the octagon. <laughs> like what's that like
2: that's uh that that sucks (laughs) (laughs) you know because every every second in there i mean for the most part every second in there hurts uh you know so it's uh it's oh yeah it's cool it's cool to to hit that milestone but you know it's like uh yeah it's you know you're 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 living inside a a washing machine getting tumbled around and beat up and and uh you know like uh it's that it's that time under stress you know it's uh like indiana jones it's not the years it's the miles so uh you know that it's a lot of miles in the octagon
0: (laughs) Uh, well the flip side you it could you could be frankie edgar who's like 16 or 17 minutes away from eight hours so you have him by at least two hours like less than him
2: yeah you know uh it's uh whatever i i I, I i'm not hanging my hat on that one
0: do you think like anyone will ever get close to like six hours or 40 fights again because it just doesn't seem like many people are hanging on to the ufc for that long
2: i don't know i I don't know um i think that it's getting harder um it's gonna get harder for athletes to, to stick around just because you're looking at competition that like I, I started mma when i was 21 um a lot of the younger fighters have been doing it from the get-go at this point so that that time under stress uh you know for an, an extra six years when you're a, a teenager it does matter um so i i think it's going to it's going to be harder for for uh the younger fighters to hit these milestones but uh yeah i can't rule it out uh i mean who knows
0: you mentioned it kind of there. Like, are you hoping though, like 40 is a definite, but like, is the plan still UFC 300? Like that's the goal for the final fight.
2: That's, that's the goal right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would be a hundred percent content no matter where I am. If I was, if I was knocking on the door of a title shot and it's like UFC 300 rolls around, I could, I could take the gloves off there. Um, it, uh, yeah, that's it. We're looking at another three years. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I don't know. Uh that but three hundred three hundred is the goal. It it is the goal right now.
0: Yeah, I think it would be like two and a half, like probably yeah. mid, near the end of 2024. I'd probably think around then it would be. So it it's it doable, like it's not that far. Like it, t- it sounds far, but it's not like totally out of the rate where it's like five years you gotta keep going for. <laughs>
2: It's a, it's attainable. It's definitely attainable. You know, I just have to do my part.
0: It, it, say you can't get to there, like, are you hoping, though, like, your final fight will be in front of fans? Because I just hate seeing, like, even when Cormier went off at of the apex, like, I think all those guys ch- should have their final fight in front of fans and get that proper send-off.
2: I, I agree. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I would have liked for DC to have had that opportunity to to fight that last one in front of the fans. Um, maybe it's not a big deal to him. Um, uh, I'm going to know going in that it's my last one. So uh, I'm going to, to ask for something like that. If you know that we're still having, you know, I mean, obviously I think that the, the apex is going to be sticking around for a while. So um, cause it's so easy for them to, to bang out these little cards there. Um, but uh, I, I will, I will ask that my last one be uh, in front of the fans
0: uh just last thing so the kind of career goals or 40 fights which seems destined to happen 300 but are there any guys you still want to fight like i know you've always talked about that cowboy rematch for maybe both your 40 fights like is there any other guys you haven't fought or you just want to fight again before the career is up
2: um i mean nobody really like uh, there there are a lot of guys that i've got a lot of respect for and I and i'd love to share the octagon with um but it, yeah, it's just uh, the, the, the list is so long that nobody really stands out at this point, you know, like uh, that, you know, I need to fight them because um, my, my motivation has never been like, oh my gosh, I, I hate this guy. I want to beat him up. Um, I, I would like the opportunity to fight Gaethje at some point. I think, to, uh, you know, uh, I think we could put on a hell of a fight and I know it's going to be one that we're probably both limping away from yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it, there's a part of me that's like, Oh fuck that. But then there's, you know, it's like, Hey man, it's a, it's an opportunity to go out and put on a, put on a good show. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, like, like I said, I, I like fighting, the, fighting these guys that, that I don't know a lot about is it's a little more nerve wracking, honestly, like in the lead up. Cause you, you don't know what to expect um so there's 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 a part of that 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 i enjoy that that it's nerve wracking um and i enjoy that there's the unknown um and then there's you know the 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 fighters that i that have been around for a long time that uh you know i've got a ton of respect for and i'm a fan of that uh that i would love to share the octagon with so um you know it's a and everything in between <laughs> it it doesn't matter right uh it does it does not matter to me uh so yeah wh- whoever whenever wherever
0: well i guess guida was kind of that last guy that like everyone kind of wanted to see you two fight just because you guys were around for so long but like you've kind of fought everyone that's been around for just as long as you have
2: yeah yeah at this point huh <laughs> yeah.
0: well jim i appreciate the time as always thank you so much for doing this no problem all right, we're joined by UFC middleweight, Kyle Douglas, who's fighting on the same day, just a different opponent now. Kyle, how's it going, man?
3: So I'm good, man. Thanks again for having me.
0: Yeah, obviously, we did this. <laughs> we supposed the fight, Julian. Uh, kind of a weird thing, like we kind of mentioned off air, like he's commenting, FAC, like you said your friends message you. Like I even saw people on Twitter saying like, that doesn't really look like a middleweight. Then it was like, what, the next day or the two days later, yeah. he pulls out, so like, what did you kind of hear of why he was out?
3: Uh, I never got, like, I just heard he was injured, Um, but I have no idea. Like, we don't, this is something that I feel like, I feel like fighters in the UFC should be able to, or should be told to come out and tell them what the injury is, as opposed to just, you know, claiming you have an injury, even though you might not. Um not saying that that's Julian's case. We, we kind of figured Julian's kind of very injury prone. Um He's had, he's been out for like, almost a year at a time, you know, with a couple of injuries that I've seen since he's, he's been fighting. Um, but he might've just re, re aggravated that injury or whatnot. But uh, I think this is something that kind of fighters should be coming out with and that like, they should be forced to, to, to tell them just so you, just so you're, you're, you know that there's an injury and you know that it's like, person's not just kind of like backing out. Um, because like, look at the max thing, max got injured and then he went and got checked up by the doctor and now he's cleared the fight. So he's good to fight. Um, but yeah, the whole thing happened. It was kind of wild. The whole happened real, real quick. Um, and we found Jamie decided to take the fight the next day. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. The
0: good news is like, you are still fighting. Like this came out pretty quick. Like did the UFC basically just say me right off the bat. Or were there a couple options for you? Uh,
3: there was nobody like right off topic that right off that right off the top of the other heads that they offered me. Um, I did throw out a couple names that I was kind of interested in. If they would, if people would fight me, um, but, you know, all those guys kind of had fights already scheduled. So, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but, uh, no. Um, he came back. They came back yesterday. I want to say it was yet- – yeah. I got the call after training around 12 o'clock Eastern time. So, uh, around then, they told me that Jamie wanted to take the fight. Um, the fight is at a weight, So, that's the only kind of um, breaking news now. I don't think anybody's known that yet. Um, it's at a 195 weight. So, um, yeah. No big deal. I'm very thankful for that he took the fight. Um, especially on 10 days' notice, you know, it's not very, very um, many fighters that will do that. And I'm uh, very thankful for Jamie.
0: Uh, catch weight, I imagine, is because of his end, just take it out in like 10, 11 days.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, he just fought, I think, in January, they said. Um, so in, in order for him to make 85, he would need more time, obviously. Um, I tried to get the fight down to 190, but uh, he, they wouldn't budge. But it's okay. You know, it's fine with me. I'm going to take the fight anyway, you know. Their contracts are signed. Then we're ready to go.
0: It's like obviously he's probably going to be bigger than you, just because he is just generally his frame looks bigger. And then obviously you yeah. want the ninety five, but a bit of bonus is not cutting those extra last five ten pounds, because any oh, yeah. I talk to, they'll say that last five pounds sucks no matter what.
3: Oh my god, it's great because last last well yesterday I woke up at like two oh six and. Um, Usually i like start like dieting down a little bit now, but now that I only have 11 pounds to cut, you know, I can cut that in like two days. So I can, I'm back to like eating fine. I'm, I'm eating a lot of meals now. Um, I'm not on a calorie deficit. I'm kind of just eating for performance as opposed to eating to lose the weight. So, uh, it's very good. I I feel, I feel very strong. I'm going to feel a lot stronger now because we're at a, we're at a higher weight class. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm ready to go.
0: What have you made of Jamie's run to the UFC? Like didn't start the best, like, lost his first two fights, like got knocked up by Jordan, Wright. And then since then he's pulled off two wins in a row to get kind of back rolling.
3: Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a very good fighter. I think, you know, he's got a very good frame um, for the, for the division. Um, he's very tall and Nike kind of like myself. Um, he does have a longer reach than I do. I believe he has a 80 inch reach as opposed to like my, I think I have, like 76 or 77, I think. Um, but yeah, he uses his strikes very well. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't mix it up too much. Um, he's not very good off of his back foot. I've seen that. We've seen that in two of his fights that I've I've noticed at least. Um, but I've been studying up on him. Um, I think it's a great matchup. And, I, and I, again, I think I'm I'm superior in uh, all aspects of the uh, the fight.
0: Uh, stylistically, though, like is this not like a good opponent you got? Just because he's a very similar fi- fighter to Julian, where it's just a lot of. <laughs> power and just kind of like a bigger guy from middleweight that wants us to keep it standing?
3: Um, uh, I don't know if it's kind of like the same kind of fight. I think, I think Julian's more of a brawler. Um, yeah. Uh, but Jamie's more of a, more of like a long range striker. You know, he kind of, he tries to keep his distance and everything like that. So, I mean, I have to switch up a couple of things in the fight that uh, I wouldn't have had to switch up against Julian, but, uh, sorry, that's my dog. And, uh, I just know that, that, it's going to be a little bit tougher to get in on Jamie, as opposed to it would have been to get in on Julian because uh, of the size of the difference.
0: Does your game plan really change? Cause for most guys, it's just get them down to the ground. And then once you get down to the ground, like you're obviously much better than most people you fight.
3: No, nah, I mean, I don't really have a different, I'm not going to mix anything up for the game plan. Um, if, if it was that much of a game plan change, then I wouldn't have taken the fight. Uh, I sat down with my coach and my brother. Uh, we talked about it and, I feel like the game plan that I have for Julian is going to work just as well against Jamie. So uh, the only thing that we're going to take advantage of is obviously him having to cut the weights so quickly. Um, he's not going to have a very good gas tank, obviously. So we're going to try to put him on, put it on him in the in the first round as 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 quick as I can.
0: Yeah, that's something I actually want to touch on. Is when you see a lot of people take short notice fights, it's like a lot of them just kind of go for broke in the first round because they kind of know they don't have that cardio three rounds. So you is that something you're kind of going to be well aware of? Like you got, you got to be careful in that first round.
3: Uh, I believe you, you know, you have, against everybody, you have to be, you have to be worried early because everybody's strong, quick, and um, very, very powerful within like the first, the first round. Um, But that's the thing with him. He's not a very quick starter. Uh, and he, I don't know what he's going to come out. You know, maybe thinking the thinking that he's going to have going out is going to be, he has to get the fight he has to bring the fight to me as quickly as possible. So he'll be, you know, exploding as much as possible that he can in the first round, trying to get me out of there, or he could potentially just coast the three rounds and just try to win a, a decision. Um, but I'm not somebody who's going to go out there and expect to expect one thing and then not expect the other thing. I'm going to keep an open mind when I'm in there and I can't be complacent on anything that, uh, that happens in there, you know? Um, I know he did just fight, but I'm assuming that he's still training. You know, it's stupid of me to think that a, a full-time fighter is not going to keep training even after they fight. Um, so I'm sure he's in some type of shape, but uh, I'm going to test it to make sure that he's in shape. And
0: how important do you think that first takedown going to be? Because if you get it and kind of hold him <clears throat> down, like I feel like that's probably going to lower his confidence. It's same for like any fighter you kind of face. Like If you can take him down and they can't get back up, I think it's like that's obviously a big confidence, uh, lower for them.
3: Yeah. Anytime you can take somebody down early in the fight, it's always, it's always plays in your favor. Obviously. Um, it's just, I have to make sure that I can't let them get back up. I have to weigh heavy on them and make them carry my weight and just get them tired very, very quickly. Um, I know that weight cut is going to bother him, and I know that, you know, with my cardio that I have and my takedown ability that I have, it's going to be very difficult for him to stand up. Although he is very good at getting up explosively. Um, and he's very good offensively wrestling, too. Um, so there's a couple of things that I have to mind as well. But uh, yeah, that first takedown that I get, if I get it, and I uh, take him down and I keep him down, I don't see him lasting very long.
0: How do you kind of see the fight playing out then?
3: Uh, I can kind of get a good feeling on this one that uh, he will guess. And it's just a matter of me just just picking my shots and either TKOing them, you know, getting a the decision, or, or uh, submitting them early
0: what do you think a wind does you because i remember when we talked like literally like a week ago when it was supposed to be julian that yeah you kind of thought like you (laughs) might be fighting for your job but i didn't think so but like do you kind of still feel that way even though you took a a short notice fight or not like a short replacement
3: that's just the mindset that i have going into the fight you know i have to have a mindset that like this could be my last one potentially um even though it's definitely probably not um I still have the same mindset every single fight that I have to go in there and win, and I have to go out there. I have to go out there and prove that I'm, you know, one of the top guys in the division. Um, as long as I get get a win and get a finish, it's going to just show that you know I got a win and the finish over a guy that, that was kind of on a run in the UFC so far. He's he's two and two, I believe, in the UFC. So I mean, that's good. Um, <clears throat> if Julian wants to meet farther down the down down the road when he's healthy, I'm welcome to that. Um, if they want to give me a guy that's, with a number next to his name, I'm also fine with that. Uh, I'm not gonna you know kind of pick who i want to fight or whatnot or or not fight this guy because he's not ranked or fight this guy because he's ranked or whatnot whoever they they offer me i'll take it
0: oh, 195 though like how do you think that's gonna play a factor in the fight just because obviously he doesn't have to cut as much but then on the flip side like that's only gonna help you and be uh, so that you are stronger as well
3: yeah um i just believe that he wanted to get that that he wanted to fight at ninety five, just because you know he might be really heavy right now. He might be around two twenty, you know, two fifteen to two twenty. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Um, <clears throat> but I fought at two hundred five, and I fought at heavyweight when I was an amateur, so I'm going to be more than more than comfortable fighting at one ninety five. Um, I won't be as dehydrated or as sucked in as usually am at weigh-ins, which is always great. Um, but I'm also training with heavyweights at the gym that 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 I can lift up and and power double and whatnot right now at. 205 pounds so 10 pounds less on one day rehydrating back up to 205 206 i'll be be ready to go and and be more than uh more than ready
0: yeah i guess you work with your brother all the time so like fighting guys that weigh more than you are probably stronger than you like it isn't that unusual for you
3: yeah it's definitely not a big deal um because i've been training with him and the guys at my gym that are heavyweights for my whole my whole pretty much career um i don't really i mean i train with smaller guys in the gym um But obviously, I can't go too hard with these guys because then they they don't get the work that they're supposed to get in for uh, to to make them better.
0: Where do you think a win over Jamie puts you in the middleweight division? Because, like, obviously, I think a lot of people view you as the win over Holland. It kind of would be two in a row, and like, especially if you could finish them, it would be technically like two finishes in a row and kind of put you up there again.
3: Yeah, I mean. I don't It's 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 tough because, you know, people are going to say he took a fight on 10 days, blah, blah, blah. You did this. You did that. You butted Holland. You did all this. Yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it is what it is. I have to keep on winning. Um, but again, they can put whoever they want in front of me and I'll fight them. Um, I would obviously like to get a guy with a number next to his name. I think I deserve that next. Um, some people might not say I do, but I wholeheartedly believe in, 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 in my heart and in my mind that I, I deserve somebody with a number next to their name next after this win.
0: And with, like, like what has this past year, like, kind of been like for you? Not even past year, the past couple of months. Like, the Kevin Holland fight, Man. like, uh, that should have been a win for you. You get rebooked. He pulls out. You get to uh, He gets COVID. And then you just get booked, like, a couple months later in the Marquez. And then it's another opponent change. Like, it just seems like been a crazy couple months for you.
3: It's wild because <clears throat> I forget. I think, I don't know if it was you uh, that was interviewing me and asked me um, about his last fight. He didn't pass like his medicals yeah so that happened and then I was like shit like I started stressing real hard about it I was like man like I was telling my brother I was like did you know like his last fight that he didn't pass his medicals after weigh-ins and he was like no so then that was another thing on my mind and then I got the call on Monday that he was hurt and I was like oh my god but this whole I on Monday night when I came home I told my fiance I was like 2022 starting off right where 2021 left off like uh like you couldn't you couldn't put you couldn't write this story and just like you you couldn't put it together and and make it believable. But all of 2021 and, and <clears throat> the beginning of 22 so far is is pretty rough. But I'm just hoping that Jul- uh, Jamie makes weight and that um, we can get in the cage on uh, next weekend and, and fight.
0: Is that Julian fight one you'd like rebooked or just because like he has made it to the fight a couple times? Like maybe you want just a guy that has gotten there more consistently.
3: I mean. It's always good to 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 get a guy that's in there that's that's been consistent and has a has a good track record of making weight and fighting. Um, <clears throat> I'm not somebody again. I, I told you before. I'm not somebody who like dwells on on past fights that that didn't happen or, or bad things that happened in past fights, um, like rematches and stuff like that. If it happens, it happens. You know, if if I fight him next, I fight him next. If I fight him three fights from now, I fight him three fights from now. It's no big deal to me. Um, again, whoever they put in front of me, I'm gonna fight.
0: Uh, just last thing next fight though pay-per-view in front of fans like it's only been the apex for you
3: i'm hoping man i'm hoping it's uh i hope so because i just want to get one just one in front of the fans i want i want like i want to have like a whole group of people there um i've been trying to get tickets to the apex uh it's very tough obviously to get them because all the fighters are getting them um but it's very tough to get tickets there um but yeah, I just want my family and my fiance to come out and just see me fight live. You know, uh we've gone to I've gone to so many live UFC events and I've always told everybody like I'm going to be fighting eventually like people are going to be watching me fight in that cage in a stadium. And uh <clears throat> to actually say it and do it is going to be it's going to be a great feeling when I make that walk, but uh when I do, I, I I can't wait for it to happen. I just hope it happens sooner than later.
0: Especially if it's in Philadelphia, that will only be yeah, better. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Definitely in Philadelphia.
0: Well, Kyle, I appreciate you redoing this. Thanks so much. No
3: problem, man. Anytime.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Parker Porter, who's back in action. Parker, how's it going, man?
4: Good, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Like this fight, relatively short notice. Like, it only got announced a couple days ago. fighting February nineteenth. Like how much notice did you have for this
3: one?
4: Um, I actually, I, I got, I this contract has been uh, signed for a while. I don't know why it took them so long to announce it. Um, but we've we've had notice about this for a, a while now. Um, I don't. It's not as short notice as it might seem.
0: Oh, are you surprised, Alan Bodet is your opponent just because you're on a two-fight winning streak and he's lost his? Uh, he hasn't looked like. Obviously, he's on a bit of a losing streak.
4: I know nothing in this sport surprises me, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just here to 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 fight whoever they put in front of me next. So if that's the guy they want to see me go up against next, then that's the guy that I got to get past.
0: How much do you know about him? Because, like, you two had similar debuts where you kind of got thrown in there on short notice. Like, you fought Doc as he fought Tom Aspinall, who obviously are both right up there at the top. So, like, how much do you take away from that debut?
4: Um, I mean, short notice debuts like that, he really... It's it's tough to, to take anything away from it at all, uh, especially if they don't seem like they have a great performance, you know? like, um, Yeah, I clearly stepped in on real short notice with, with, my debut. And it, you know, after my, my next two fights, it, it I think we could clearly say that that's not uh, par for the course for me as far as like how I perform when I'm ready for a fight. But, uh, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't put too much weight in that one. You know, I, I put a little more, um, into anything coming after that, where you actually have time to prepare for a fight or even prior fights to that. Um, you know, when you, you actually, have an opponent set with a camp and and a game plan in mind. You know, sometimes with those debut short notice kind of things, it's like you barely have enough time to find out who the guy is, let alone prepare for a specific style or come up with a game plan.
0: Do you think because of your debut, like a lot of people overlook you, like you were the underdog in your past two fights. Like it seems like ever since that debut, like people are underestimating you.
4: Yeah, no, I think so. I think it uh, it definitely didn't display what I was actually capable of. and, uh, I've been working on changing that ever since and showing them the real me.
0: What have you taken away from your last two fights? Cause those are really good performances. And like you showed off really good cardio, which a lot of heavyweights can't go 15 minutes like that. Right.
4: Right. Well, that's one thing I took away is that, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the right things as far as prep, preparing for my, my cardio aspect and things. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I don't just rewatch, um, my opponent's footage and stuff, I also sit down with my guys and, and we, we go over my fights as well and like look at what I did well, look at what I didn't do well, um, review what the actual game plan is, was for that fight versus what I did. And, and some of the things I've taken away were, um, you know, like where I'm just getting better at everything a little bit each time, you know, just progressing with each fight and, and really just trying to become a more and more complete fighter where I'm dangerous everywhere. Um, and I, I think that I've taken away from those last two fights that that's, that's the case. I'm dangerous no matter where we go. Uh, I'm comfortable on the ground, and I'm certainly, as I showed in my last two fights, I'm comfortable on the feet.
0: How do you think he match up against Allen?
4: Uh, I, I think it's a good match, stylistically, for both of us. You know, it, uh, he's, he's got great kickboxing. He comes from a solid camp. Uh, you know, he's training partners with Cyril Ghosn. So I'm expecting his, his, uh, his striking is going to be top-notch. Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of stuff out of him on the ground. Um, he's, I've seen, he's got some good throws and, you know, he's, he's, he's more or less well-rounded guy. Um, but I, I think I'll be able to take him into deep water, especially if the fight goes into later rounds.
0: Yeah, like. Obviously, in his last fight, like he had a really good first round. Then the second round, like he appeared to gas out. So was that something that you kind of noticed? Is get this fight past that first round? It's kind of you can have a lot of success.
4: Yeah, I mean, if it even goes past the first yeah. round, you never know, especially at heavyweight. Anybody's got a puncher's chance. Especially with a guy like him, you know, like he's he's got solid kickboxing. I'm I'm solid boxing myself. I got some good heavy kicks. I think, yeah, I mean. Anything that connects just right could be, uh, could be the end of it.
0: You kind of mentioned a bit earlier, but you have a good ground game for heavyweight. We haven't really seen much. So is wrestling like, going to be part of the game plan or, or something that's going to be there if it's open?
4: I mean, wrestling is always there as an option. You know, it just whatever kind of... We always go into the fight with a game plan in mind, you know, what we plan to do. And, and then, uh, you know, when something changes or something's just working better, and we're, we don't need to force anything. Uh, we just we just adjust and, and go with that flow, so to speak. Um, and, and that's that's what I've always been good at. Is like we've got a game plan. We're going to try to stick to it. But um, you know, if something proves to be more difficult than something else, go with the sure thing.
0: I'm not sure if you noticed it. This is the first time you're the betting favorite, and you're you. are i have noticed. Fight.
4: I did notice. Yeah, and it's it's pretty steep. You know, I yeah. kind of almost kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so, like, how do you kind of see this fight playing out? Because obviously, Vegas kind of thinks you're going to roll. Maybe that's kind of them finally catching up to you after making you a pretty big underdog the last three fights. So like, how do you kind of see this one going?
4: Um, I, it's hard to say, man. Like, I really, I think I'm just going to come out there and and do what I always do. I come, I come to fight. I come prepared. I come in shape. Uh, you know, I'm I'm tough, and uh, I, I think you. I think the thing I can guarantee with this fight is that it's, it's not going to go the distance. It's going to be a finish.
0: Is that something you're focusing on? Is getting that first UFC finish?
4: Yes, absolutely.
0: And this is your fourth fight. Like I know most UFC contracts go for, but have you already re-signed?
4: Yes, I have. Uh, this is the first fight on a new contract for me.
0: Well, what's that like for you? Because it took you a while to get to UFC. Like I remember talking to you before your debut. Like you didn't even know if you'd get there, and now you're on your second contract in
4: the UFC. It's. Like, I mean, it's like? a huge confidence booster for me. I, you know, I the the first. First, first goal was to just get there. You know, second goal was to prove that I belong, and now I've proven that. And now I'm I'm here to stay, and I'm I'm trying to dig my heels in and and make sure this isn't my my second and last contract. I'm making sure you know second, third, fourth, and just keep going and climbing and climbing and, and stick around for a long time. If
0: you go out there and finish, Island, like what do you think that does for you? That's three in a row at heavyweight, and like heavyweight kind of always needs new contenders to kind of knock up that top fifteen.
4: Um, I think, uh, I think it's definitely going to push me up the ranks a lot. I think they, um, you know, I, depending on how this fight goes with, with Alan, you know, a win, especially a finish, um, you know, might be, might get me matched up against somebody with a number next to their name or, uh, you know, or, or somebody close to it, you know, and definitely gonna, it's definitely going to boost me up the ranks. Um, and that's what I'm looking to do right now. I'm just looking to try and climb that ladder and make my way into the top ten. You know, the original goal was to get to UFC. And now my now my next goal is to get a number next to my name.
0: I like, do you really have anyone in mind? Cause whenever you or a Jake call your fight, like everyone wants to see you two fight for some reason.
4: I I think I think it'd be a good fight. But uh you know like no it's it's never been my style to like call anybody out. Um I just I'm just here to fight, man. We're we're all we're all here to compete against each other. I don't have any bad blood with anybody. Uh, you know, no like grudge matches or anything like that. Uh, I'm I'm pretty easy going in that sense. Um, and uh, I, I I'm looking at all these guys as potential opponents. Um, so I, no, I don't I don't have any one particular guy in mind. Just whoever's above me in the rankings is is in my 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 crosshairs right now.
0: Is that darkest rematch one you'd like to get back, like down the line once you get up there, just to have a full camp and kind of see how that goes when you guys are both? Yeah, absolutely. Right?
4: I think just just to show that you know, like he he had a great debut. Uh, I came in on short notice, and I, I'd like to be able to just show that um, you know the next time next time around it wouldn't be quite so one-sided. You know, it could still go his way or it could go my my way. You know, you never you never know, but I I would like to get that one back in the in the future.
0: Are you hoping your next fight may be on a pay-per-view, like, four fights in the UFC and all at the Apex in front of no one? Like, you got to experience that town eventually.
4: No, I – yeah, I would like the next fight after this to be, at, you know, on a pay-per-view at an arena or something like that or at fight night if they do in an arena. Um, you know, but at the same time, I'm perfectly comfort comfortable at the Apex. You know, it's, it's familiar. It's – uh you know, it's like my second home now. I, I, this is fight number four in the same spot as even my debut, even though it was a pay-per-view. Um, that was still during, like, heavy COVID restriction times, and, and it was still at the apex. So um, the familiarity brings a nice sense of confidence, but I'm definitely looking to get in front of a crowd, you know, and I just kind of feed off of that energy.
0: At the apex, though, with the smaller octagon, do you think that favors you, though, with the wrestling that there is less room for them to move if you are trying to get them down to the ground?
4: You know, I like I. Uh, it is it is the the smaller of the two octagons that they they use for their events, but I mean, compared to some of the the local uh, venue octagons, it's still pretty big. So uh, you know, I think it gives me. I, I, don't think really the size of the octagon changes the advantage any one way or the other too much you know if you're that good of a striker going against a wrestler um you know like your, your footwork shouldn't you know be so dependent on running straight backwards that you need that much more room to move around um but uh it definitely it definitely you definitely see a lot more um, work off the cage in the smaller octagon uh which really you know it could it could favor the wrestler or it could favor the guy who's really good at the clinch uh it all depends on where they want to take it
0: uh just a couple more things i was trying to remember i'm pretty sure when we talked before your debut that you were still working a job is is fighting full-time now or do you still have that other job
4: no i'm fighting fighting's full-time for me but i've also just opened up a gym uh i'm here in new britain connecticut we uh we started uh running some classes and, and got some kids programs going and stuff here. We're at uh, heavy hitters club in new Britain. Um, and, uh, that's kind of like my, my part-time job, if you will, right now, while training is uh, definitely my full-time job as well as being a full-time dad as always.
0: Well, what's that like? Cause like, do the kids really know who you are and what you do? Or is yeah, it like-
4: no, they're, they're at the age now. They're both eight. I got eight year old twin boys and a uh, uh, one and a half year old, uh son as well but you know so obviously the baby doesn't have any clue what's going on but the 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 twins are like wow you know like dad's my dad's famous my dad's this i'm like i don't know about famous yet but but we're we're working on that um but no they're starting to get the the understanding of it a couple of times they tried to stay up for one of them tried to stay up they both tried to stay up for the parisian fight and one of them fell asleep and then they both made it to to stay awake long enough for the, the chase Sherman fight so they're starting to kind of understand things a little more in depth and, and realize the uh, the the whole situation.
0: What do like the kids and the parents say at the gym when they meet you? Like it must be like kind of surreal for like some of the parents to be like, "Oh wow, like my kids being trained by a UFC fighter." Yeah,
4: no, it's it's starting to be it's starting to be pre- kind of cool, you know. Like I I still don't think of it as any any different. You know, I'm still just Parker Porter, just here loving martial arts and trying to teach it to anybody that wants to learn it. Um, but then I, you know, I'm starting to get people, kids, parents coming up like, Hey, can I take a picture with you? They're like, Oh yeah. Like I really liked your last fight. you like, I like this. It was so awesome. Can you do this with me? Can you do that with me? Um, and it, it's like, it's a cool feeling for me, but it's, it's more it, the, what makes it so great is seeing how happy I can make them just by being like, yeah, let's take a picture. You're like, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit and let's shoot the shit, you know? Um, and, and just being able to make other people happy just by being there is a is a really cool feeling
0: uh just last question for you like what is kind of the goal for you this year like i imagine it has to be more active just one fight last year like but where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year
4: i'm, I'm definitely trying to be more active i'd like to try and get at least three fights in for this full year um you know a- anything's possible man i want to i just want to stay real active you know i'm I'm not the youngest guy in the heavyweight division. I know my my, my time is, is going to be more limited than some of these other guys, uh, and I've got goals I want to accomplish, so I'm not trying to waste any of the time I have I'm trying to get in there and trying to get work and trying to make my climb and, and uh, stake my claim.
0: Well, Parker, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this again.
4: Thanks, man. My pleasure.
0: All right. We're joined by UFC featherweight Jonathan Pierce. He's got a different opponent for Saturday. Jonathan, how's it going, man?
5: Doing good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Obviously we did this interview and you're we supposed to fight Austin Lingo. Like when did you kind of find out he was out and Christian would be stepping in?
5: I think three weeks out from the actual fight, uh he had pulled, so I was watching the Jeremy Stevens fight or whatever, I think. Julie, uh Juicy J Rosa yeah. beat him. And I know they train out of the same camp and I was like he probably got hurt sparring with him or something. And then I was just sitting on the bench waiting for some the call, and then I got the call, like, right when the fight starts this weekend.
0: And how much do you know about your opponent? He did compete on Contender Series, got the win, but obviously didn't get the contract then.
5: Uh, that fight actually was against one of my teammates here, and uh, he trained for that fight when I was in the gym and stuff. So I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm calling first-round finish on this one, so...
0: How much of a benefit is it then that your teammates and coaches have already prepared for this guy?
5: Um you know, I haven't really gone over any game plans. I think I'm just <clears throat> I'm just this is gonna be my fourth fight in the UFC and this is a debut, so this is just an experience right now, I think.
0: And then how much of a help is it too that you have had a full camp? So you obviously have the cardio to go three full rounds if it goes there where you don't really know what his gas tank's going to be like just because he took it on short notice.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready. Uh, I feel like I'm ready if they called me for five rounds, you know. So uh, i ready to go either way, baby.
0: Are, are you a bit disappointed? Like obviously you want to fight, but are you a bit disappointed you're just fighting a newcomer? Like I know it's short notice, but like, not many people know who he is and a win doesn't really do a whole lot for you
5: yeah it's all right I mean I'm just happy to work I haven't got to fight since September so yeah like I'm upset that I'm fighting a newcomer but the same since like I've kind of earned it you know I just fought Omar and Kai Kamaka and Lozon like uh, I fought a lot of like pretty good names and I'm finishing guys so it's nice that I just got the fight filled really more than anything. That's what I'm most happy about.
0: You said first-round finish. How do you kind of see it? Do you think it's a knockout or do you think it's a submission? Because you're very well-rounded and can get both.
5: It just depends. Um, like if I'm hitting him and, and I feel like his head can take it or whatever, like the body shots or whatever I'm getting in on with, like if I think he can take that, then I'm probably going to switch my game to the jiu-jitsu and go for the rear naked.
0: You're wrestling in strength at 45. Like, how much of a daring do you think that is when you fought at 55 compared to now?
5: I think it's like almost unfair advantage, you know. Uh, 55, I was definitely like too small, and the guys were getting back up to like 85, and I wasn't even walking around at 85. So I learned my lesson there with the lows on fight, and look at me at 45. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing some stuff, so time to do some more stuff
0: all right is it gonna be a bit weird like your last fight at the t-mobile with fans and now you're just going back to the apex in front of like no one
5: yeah but it's it's all right like i was a wrestler by trait so uh i was cool with um you know not being patted on the back for anything and uh uh but i like fighting at the apex because it does remind me of like when i got on contender and you know, I've I'm undefeated in Vegas. You know, I've never lost in Vegas and never lost in the Apex. So uh, let's keep it going.
0: You get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping a quick turnaround? Because I know whenever I talk to you, like you always talk about trying to be active and getting as many fights in as possible.
5: Yeah, I wanna I wanna do some traveling, but not for a long amount of time. And I'd probably be ready to get back in, you know, soon. Just depending upon my opponents, because like my last, like I've had two opponents back out now and like, you know, it's, I know a lot of people get COVID and stuff like that. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm doing this full time and when I get paid is when I fight. So I'm trying to fight three, four times this year, especially if I got out there and unscathed in this one, I, I'm ready to turn right back around and do it again
0: are you like hoping the lingo fight gets rebooked or do you think like if you get a big finish here like you're kind of past him at that point
5: hey, back um i'm cool with that uh i remember gabriel Benitez is on this card now i was supposed to fight him i think i'm past all them dudes but i think uh just got more work to do more fights you know what I mean you got to have more fights to be able to like climb so uh, I'm not I'm not looking to like skip nobody in line I'm I'm, but I think I think I smash those guys if I fight them you know what I mean I think it's going to be worse than what I did to Omar and look at where Omar was when I fought him look what Giga did so
0: how far away do you think you are from getting a ranked opponent? Because I wouldn't be surprised, even though this is this guy's debut, you go out there and finish him in the first. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're fighting a guy with a number beside their name next time out.
5: For for me, if I had to pick, I want a few more fights because I think there are tough guys in the division that aren't ranked yet. You know what I mean? Like, necessarily. And we got Dan Hooker coming back into the mix at 45. So, for me, I just feel like, like, if they want to keep giving me the weak guys or whatever, like, I'm I'm going to take whatever they give me. I don't really care. Um, that's what's cool about this, because, like, when I first got into it, it's like, can I even do this, like, after I lost the loads on? So now it's like, uh, give me what you got, and uh, let's see what, you know, let's see what they throw at me.
0: Considering you used to fight at lightweight, like, how is the weight up to 45? Because it doesn't seem like it's that hard for you, because you're always one of the first people on the scales,
5: um, the Gabriel Benitez fight, it was a hard cut, but uh, like right now, I'm I got my weight down good, and I think this will be an easier cut. I think it's just hard over uh, as you get older, you know, the more you do this. And I'm not a short, like, uh, thicker guy yeah. that can cut more weight, I'm a taller, skinnier guy, so it pulls more on me to get down to that weight class.
3: Uh
0: this is your fourth UFC fight. I know most contracts run four fights, but have you already re-signed, I imagine?
5: Yeah, I'm on my second contract now, and we're gonna go to the third. We're gonna go get the 50k this weekend. We're gonna get we're gonna do it big, you know.
0: Is this the first fight on the New Deal? Like did you re-sign after the Omar fight?
5: Um yeah, this will be the first fight on the second contract.
0: What's that like for you then? Obviously the UFC is showing some faith in you by re upping in, I imagine, more money than what you were making before.
5: Well, I think uh two finishes in a row that get, you know, might get the job done and I'm gonna keep trying to finish with every guy you put out there and you know, live up to the J S name because that's what it's about, you know, building uh building a name in this industry.
0: Uh, Just a couple more things. Fight ready where you train. Like, a lot of people have kind of transitioned over there. Like, what's it like seeing, like, John Jones, Yuri Prohaska, like, Davis and Figueredo all in the gym? Because, like, training with them has to be something special. Just seeing them train.
5: It was cool. Like, you're bumping shoulders with the best. So, it makes me feel like I made a good decision by coming down here. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next.
0: Will you be a part of Zombie's camp or help Zombie? Because I obviously know he's at fight ready now.
5: I definitely, that's like the off season. i will go run, yeah. try to work with other guys through their camp. And I know Mark getting ready for, Markham Madsen, getting ready for his fight. So, uh, except for the year, I think 2022 is a year for me.
0: Uh, just last thing, where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year? Like everything goes your way, like what's this kind of perfect year for you?
5: Perfect year, I would like to buy top fifteen by the year. Like I want to finish these guys. That's why I would like maybe like three fights, and then you give me top fifteen. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I want I want to get out there and just fight things uh get my hand raised
0: here in about a week oh well jonathan i appreciate you doing this again uh, safe travels to vegas tomorrow
5: say that again
0: i just said thank you for doing this and safe travels to vegas
5: thank you thank you guys yeah.
0: all right we're joined by ufc bandweight chad <laughs> and heliger who's got his ufc debut chad how's it going man uh
1: it's going awesome man how are you doing today
0: i'm doing well obviously we talked after your contender series win you said maybe you were hoping to get one in last year but was this kind of the right time frame after you didn't get one in then yeah i mean
1: it's just the offer that uh made the most sense um it was a great matchup and i was a little banged up after my uh um, contender series fight i didn't really know it at the time but when i was getting back into training i needed a little bit of uh recovery time just from the training camp and the fight and everything so uh the timing is perfect i was you know 100% ready to go when I got the offer for this Jesse Strader fight so I just put my head down and got to work and now we're here
0: uh tad disappointed you weren't on the card with all the Canadians like your teammate Hakeem was on it like it just seems like all the Canadians of the UFC were on that card
1: yeah yeah it would have been fun to have kind of like a big Canadian uh, theme go on that card but uh, uh it's no big deal man I'm going to be uh, representing us on on my card so
0: uh before we get into your fight what you make of hakeem's performance because obviously that is your teammate and he looked really good over chisano yeah he's just finally
1: you know showing a bit of what he can do i mean that's still not even the potential that we see in hakeem in the gym i mean that uh performance was just a vintage uh hakeem you know sparring session in the gym the the guy is uh, untouchable like he's just levels ahead of these guys that are at the highest level so it's pretty cool to see him uh start to put some of those performances together uh, in there. He, uh, Yeah, he was 100% dominant. He was in total control of that fight. looked great.
0: Your opponent, Jesse Strader, how much do you know about him? Because his debut, like getting a matchup against Montel Jackson, your debut, like it doesn't really get much tougher than that. Yeah,
1: I really couldn't tell anything from that fight. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, the UFC respected him enough and he had the confidence to take that fight. Uh, beyond that, I couldn't really pick up much from the fight because it just, it, he didn't get a chance to even get going. And it's not even like I look at it and say, oh, yeah, man, that guy didn't look very good. It's not even at that point. He took it on, you know, like a week's notice against a killer in the division. Uh, yeah, it was a tough matchup for him. So I, I don't really care that much about that fight. I did look up some of his other fights, though, before he got signed. And um, I think I got a good idea who he is and what he's about. And um, it uh, made me, you know, real excited to sign my name beside his and, and get it going on.
0: Well, the one kind of thing I noticed about Jesse, too, is like the two names that kind of stick out are obviously Montel and then Marcelo Rojo, who's in the UFC. Those are both his losses. Other than that, like he's fighting a lot of guys that were with losing records. Like how much can you really take away those fights? Because I think if you fight those guys, too, like you probably get the same result as what he did. You know, it's tricky. And I used to really feel that way, especially about the guys in the States, because they
1: had these real inflated records. And you you never really knew how good they were. But they're also, they have some of the same challenges where the good guys don't want to fight them because they're good. So there's so many fighters in the U.S., I find, and there's so many local shows that, like, even if you're good, these guys that are less experienced and and have crappier records are the guys that are saying yes. So you take the fight. I mean, it's not like you don't fight because of it. So I don't really look too far into it. I mean, I get an idea of what he likes to do when he's doing well. So that's how he likes to win his fights. You know, I haven't really seen him, you know, get pushed too bad. I know he lost the Rojo fight, but um uh I haven't really seen, you know, what he's got deep down inside. You know what I mean? Like he's he's showed what he can do when things are going his way. So I know what he wants to do. But uh I'm really gonna be testing him in the areas that you haven't really seen from him yet. I'm gonna be taking him to deep waters.
0: Yeah, that's something I want to build on because I'm your contender series fight, like <clears throat> you did that same thing to Gaffarov, who was Pretty similar, like, to with Jesse, that he was just kind of running through a lot of his opponents. So, like, how important do you think that is where if you get to that, if you make him get to that second, third round to see what he's like when he's tired? Because we already know that you can fight pretty well when you're getting tired in that third round.
1: Yeah, that was one of my best kept secrets. But uh, after the rob fight, I think um, everybody knows that, uh, you know, I, I increased the output and poured on as the fight goes on. That's just been my style. For a long time, that's how I win my fights a lot of the times, especially when you're up against these guys that are um, younger and really athletic um, and strong and they cut weight and all these things. I've, I've kind of developed a style to beat those guys because um, I fought a lot of them in my career. And I'm usually undersized and, and you know I'm, I'm usually not the, the freak athlete in the fight. It's usually the other guys. So I have ways of beating those guys and it's been working real well for me. Uh, and it's just applying the pressure and, and, and putting the pedal down further as the, the fight goes on, even though I'm tired too, I know, uh, I, know I got more of the tank than those guys. Uh,
0: how do you think you match up stylistically against Jesse? Uh,
1: real bad for him. You know, real bad for him. Uh, I, my striking is going to be on a total another level. Uh, I know that he hits hard. He's put a lot of guys away. But it's very different when you're fighting me. I have a, a lot of experience in there. I have good movement, footwork. And my power is the same from the first minute in the first round to the last minute of the last round. I, I can take him out at any point. Uh, and I feel like that power um, is going to really change his his view on the fight. Once he gets clipped a few times, you know, you're going to see it in his face and in his body language. He starts to get desperate. Um, you know, that's when the shots come in. and I can get my chokes. I can get on top. I can wear him out. Um, yeah, I really feel like my striking is going to be the difference. And a bonus to that is I think that he thinks the same thing. So that uh, I know that he's got a lot of confidence in his strike. He's got a lot of KOs. So um, I think it's going to be a really exciting fight for the fans. And that's what... Um, you know, that's what gets me fired up for these fights, It's not the name, it's not the record. I mean, I'm already in the UFC now, so any fight's a great fight, I don't care. What I do care about is somebody that's going to really push the action and make sure people are talking about our fight after the card, you know, I want to have an exciting fight.
0: He is a guy with like those long reach, like he has like a five or six inch reach manager over you, but you're a guy that you fought a lot taller and bigger guys, and you, so you didn't think that's not going to be much of a work, you already know kind of how to attack those guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. You know, it's been kind of the story of my career is, is finding guys are usually a bit bigger than me. I don't like to cut a, a ton of weight. So uh, yeah, I got those guys figured out my footwork, my timing, all that stuff. My skills will really carry me through any areas where he might have advantages like reach and athleticism size. Uh, I'd still pick skill and experience over that every day of the week. So
0: uh, how do you kind of see this fight playing out?
1: Uh, well, i I think it's going to be, you know, a real uh, cracker for the first, you know, couple minutes of that first round. I know that he's uh, fired up. He wants to come out and show he belongs in the UFC. Uh, so do I. So we both kind of, you can tell in our our own fight videos, it, it's in us. That dog is in us, where we want to get out there and really throw down. So I feel like that will happen. Uh, if he makes it past that, then you know, I like can get a bit more of a vintage uh, uh, Chad fight where I can pick him apart with my jab, my low kicks, and then do whatever I want. You know, I might t- start taking him down, beating him up. He's going to kind of. Uh, show me how he wants to get taken out of there but there's no way he's making it the full 15 minutes with me
0: yeah that's something I wanted to like add obviously debut like is there like some pressure on you not really pressure but like is it something that you want to do is get that finish and just kind of make a statement in your debut
1: not not a finish exactly um it's actually kind of different the pressure feels off in this fight than it has in my other fights because I was I had so much riding on my win streak I knew it was my last chance to make it to the UFC and if I lost that win streak I didn't have a great record, and I and I was older, and I just probably wasn't going to get it. So the pressure to keep winning was was huge for me. Uh, but now that pressure is almost down. Obviously, I want to win, and I plan on winning. But now I feel like I can focus more on performing, and I just want people to remember my name. I want to put on a great show. I want you know, I want highlights. I want I, I just want everything I can I can get. I want to put on a great performance. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the fight. Uh, hopefully, I can pull off something uh, something memorable
0: you get your hand raised here like are you hoping everything goes away like relatively healthy like make quick turnaround because i know at 35 you don't cut a whole lot of weights like those short notice or quick turnaround fights like aren't out of the picture for you
1: yeah ufc is my job now so you know uh, i wake up and i i i work on being ready to fight so i really want to make that kind of my mentality for this whole next year i want to get a bunch of fights in and a big win against jesse i mean i don't want to look ahead of him but I, I'm so excited for the momentum that's going to do for me. I mean, you look at if I get a big win over Jesse, I've got the win over Gafferog. Before that, it was Hindstead. So in reality, I feel 3-0 and in the UFC, you know, after just after just my debut. I know it's not accurate, but um, I feel like there's a lot of momentum there. And uh, if I get a big win, I I really want to keep the pedal down and, and get another one right behind it.
0: Yeah, and especially that Brady win is looking better and better, especially even though he didn't win tough. Like, that was a, such a close fight that, like, you could have gave it to him so seeing how well he did like and how you finished him in that third round kind of only shows how good you are
1: yeah I mean I I was cheering for Brady when he was on the show obviously I was a little jaded because I was still sitting on the sidelines you know I didn't have anything on the go at that time I was just looking to fight regionally again so I was a little annoyed Uh, but you know COVID had a lot to do with that Um, so yeah it was great to see him get out there and show uh, kind of where that skill level is at so people could go back and look at our fight and and realized, you know, that that was a pretty skilled fight at the time. And I knew it was when uh, when he took the fight and he showed up, uh, you know, he showed up to win. And there was a reason why they said yes when everybody else in the country was saying no. Well, in, in our country and in the U.S. was saying no. So those guys don't just say yes for no reason. He he was dangerous. And uh, it's one of those fights that would have forever flown under the radar if he didn't, you know, make it on the show and make a bit of a name for himself. So it gives me a little bit more street cred, I guess
0: how weird is it going to be that your debut is at the apex because everyone kind of just imagines their debut like walking out in front of an arena and all those fans but like for so many people that hasn't been able to have be the case
1: yeah i mean everybody's kind of pumped up on the debut but i mean that contender series fight was as real as it gets you know like that was uh you get the full ufc experience uh the pressure's there i mean and it was in the same building so uh, i feel comfortable going back there and doing it again um you know, I'm not going to get overwhelmed and by, you know, all the, the cool stuff happening. I, that Contender Series was really important for me because, um, I, A, I got to show myself I can perform under pressure against, you know, some of the best guys out there. Um, so I got that going. And then I've already been in there. I've already been in the building. And, you know, even when they booked us, I saw it's the same hotel. It's the same everything that I already had. So uh, I, I kind of don't feel like it's a debut. I feel like I've already done my debut and got over that that initial, uh you know, fear, and now I just feel like I'm ready to uh, put on a show this time.
0: With Hakeem fighting, like, just a few weeks before you, like, how important was that in the gym, where you guys are kind of peeking around for that same date, and kind of always in the gym training?
1: Yeah, uh, we've never actually really had that. Uh, Hakeem and myself have had it with other teammates, but Hakeem and, and I have never really ended up fighting back-to-back like that, so it's awesome that uh, Hakeem is such a leader in our gym, and um, if I can make it through all my my uh, sparring rounds with Hakeem, and especially when he's in fight camp, and... And ready, they don't, You know that nickname, Mean Hakeem, is not just for his fight. That is all the time. That guy is a as a dangerous dude. So I got through all the hard work. So uh, there's nothing Jesse's going to show me. Hakeem hasn't already. Uh,
0: like you get your hand raised. Like what are those emotions like? Like it is your official you like first UFC win. But again, I feel like you, we we've kind of talked about it. the contender series. Kind of felt like more pressure on you just because you lose that you're probably not getting in the UFC. Like you win this or. And then you have to like not even just win, you have to put on a good performance, but like finally getting that UFC win after everything you've been through, like what would that be like?
1: Oh, I can't wait. You know, it's kind of like a played out saying, but it's like I didn't come this far to only come this far. You know, like it's been very hard for me to get to the UFC and get signed now that I'm there. That's not good enough for me. You know, I I wanna get in there and I wanna win and I wanna do well, um, and I wanna put on a great fight. So uh that just getting to the u s c is not enough for me i'm gonna uh i'm gonna definitely make the most of it. I have a habit of making the most of my opportunities, so i'm gonna keep that going
0: and what's crazy is if people don't know your story like you started out two and five like three straight losses by stoppage like I think a lot of people probably would have just said off oh, fighting isn't for me I'm gonna retire It's like how crazy is it now to look back on that kind of stretch of your career to see where you are now
1: yeah, it feels like a different lifetime man like it doesn't even feel like me uh, i i uh it just feels like it's so separated from where, where I am right now. Um, I used to be really jaded. I used to be really upset because, um, you know, my old coach, we used to take some fights that were really bad fights to take, and I wasn't really training the right way. Uh, we, did, we only fought one amateur fight, went right to pro, and that was a huge mistake too, looking back. Um, so a lot of those mistakes, I used to be really kind of jaded about it, like, man, if I didn't get my career kind of, you know, messed up at the start, who knows where I could have made it. But actually the fact that I'm in the UFC now, if you ask any fighter anywhere starting out, if, uh, if at the end of their career they'd be fighting in the UFC, they'd say, that's awesome. You know, they wouldn't change a thing. So I, I can't sit here and say I want to change anything about that because it, it, without it, I wouldn't be here. And uh, it also, I think, gives me a little bit of an, an edge on some of these guys. Uh, I've got an experience edge and, um, you know, I've been through a lot and I've been through a lot to get here. So now that I'm here, I'm, I'm really ready to capitalize on it.
0: I'm by like Toronto so I know like Canada's pretty slow to open everything up but it, even where you guys are on the west coast like it's starting to open up so it seems like maybe a UFC card end of this year like maybe next year like what will that be like if you're a, be able to part of that and like be able to fight in the UFC at home in Canada that's really you
1: know when I dream about fighting in the UFC that's the dream is that it's here and it's that uh, all my friends family fans everybody can come support I want that big walk out with the Canadian flag that's uh, when I picture the UFC dream that's what it is. So uh really, really hoping that uh, that happens this upcoming year. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it if it does. I, I think that we're on the right track to make that happen, not to mention a bunch of Canadians. You know, we got signed to a contender series and rack up a couple couple wins, and Canada's looking strong right now. So yeah, I, I'm sure they want to come back sooner than later.
0: Yeah, and especially like it helps Canadian MA because like since GSP are tied, there hasn't really been that big name, but there's guys like Hakeem, like yourself, like Jasmine like and then there's a bunch of guys on the regional scene that they could sign that like you could help build up a lot of canes in the ufc if you get back here because then you could sign a bunch of those top local guys and only help for the future and those canadian cards like they're always one of the loudest crowds going like no matter where they
1: go in canada yeah and it's no surprise that canadians are doing well in the ufc once they're finally getting in because we don't have the luxury of a lot of these other places of having so many fighters and fighting these guys that are 0-10, and, and you know, th- those fighters just don't exist in Canada. If they do, you know, nobody's signing them because there's just so many few cards and so even fewer fighters that our good fighters are fighting other good fighters. So, I mean, our records maybe don't look as shiny as some of the other guys, but once we're we're actually making it there and getting signed, you know, we're showing that uh, we're levels above, and uh, I think that's going to be a trend that keeps keeps going on.
0: Uh, just last thing, like what is kind of the goal for you? Like you mentioned UFC's full time now. So like everything goes your way. Like where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year?
1: You know, the, the next goal uh, I obviously I want to win this fight against Jesse, but I need to, I need to impress on my contract so that I get re-signed that that's my goal right now. I don't want to just kind of get my shot at the UFC and fade away. Um, you to really start making noise and start getting myself known. I need to be fighting a lot of fights for the UFC. So You know, right now I got a four fight contract, but I really want to make sure I'm getting my second contract. That's kind of, you know, as soon as I got this first one, I'm already thinking I need to make sure I'm getting re-signed. I got to do what I got to do. Say yes to fights, you know, be there, um, show up, make weight, fight hard, do all the things the company wants me to do so that I can uh, keep growing. Because I need them to grow. um, And I I really hope that they give me the opportunity and and get me a bunch of fights.
0: Well, that is true. Like it is easier to get into the ufc than get that second contract especially now because they're signing a lot of people and you see them just go oh and two oh and three and then they get cut and you don't really ever hear them so that second contract is like very hard to get which i don't think a lot of fans realize yeah
1: exactly and uh, yeah all the fighters know that though because you can tell you look through the roster and there's a lot of guys that got their chance and, and, and didn't get it so i mean in my eyes that second contract means you made it um not the first contract so that's 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 already my goal is that second contract
0: well, chat, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good one.